Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to an Everything Iconic Pop Dive with me, Danny Pellegrino, where my guests and I deep dive into iconic pop culture touchstones. Today, we're diving into 1995's Clueless. Loosely based on Jane Austen's Emma, this Amy Heckerling teen comedy grossed $56 million off of a $12 million budget and starred Alicia Silverstone, Stacey Dash, the late Brittany Murphy, and Paul Rudd. It gained cult status, and it was later adapted into a series of books in a TGIF television series that ran for three seasons. The film follows Cher, played by Alicia Silverstone, and her group of friends as they navigate high school in Beverly Hills. The story of a high school virgin who can't drive captivated audiences. And I, too, spent my teenage years as a virgin who couldn't drive. I still can't drive, and i barely not a virgin, but I digress. <laughs> I digress. Where, where were we? <laughs> I added that in, you guys. I added that in. I, I invited my friend and host, Brooke Thomas, over to discuss the legacy of the film, favorite moments, and so much more. This is an Everything Iconic Pop Dive into 1995's Clueless. What the hell is that? A dress. Says who? Calvin Klein. What are you doing? Yo, you're getting on the freeway! Surgeon doesn't want me doing any activity where balls fly at my nose. Well, there goes your social life. I'm gonna be a supermodel. Okay, you guys, I'm here with Brooke Thomas. Brooke, how are you doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm so excited <laughs> to see you. So we recorded 10 minutes, uh-huh. and I don't have my producer Whitney here. <laughs> I was like, we didn't record the first 10 minutes. No, so we, we didn't. talked uh-huh. a lot about this film. We, did. we talked about how we met. Also, we, how we, met. we met at a casting. We did. You. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I reached out to you and I was like, we got to do a pop dive. We're going to do one of these. What do you want to do? And you said Clueless. And I got so super excited because I love this movie. I was so excited to dive back in and rewatch it. Uh, do you remember the first time you saw this movie? Yes. Uh, you just reminded me this movie came out in 95. So I was nine years old. I remember seeing it. It was a noon showing with my mom. Um, yeah, so I was nine years old. Nine years old, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I and as a kid, did you get all of it? Did you, when you saw it, 
you loved it right off the bat, right? Did you understand all the references? And- no, but I and I, I wonder if this is just part of what happens when you're a kid, or if it's just this movie was done well. Because I don't think I knew there were so many aspects of it that were too grown up for me that I just completely missed. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like the reference to Amber and the balls in her face. I would have got that joke, but I didn't know I was missing something. Right, right. There goes or, your social life. Right, or when Ty was constantly talking about drug use, I didn't get any of that. Now I'm like, I didn't even remember that because totally. I didn't get it. And uh, so I don't know if they just did it really well. It just works. Uh, There's a lot of tie when she says the Coke line. We don't have any tea, but we have Coke and stuff. No shit, you guys got Coke here? Yeah. Yeah, this is America. I remember being a kid and thinking like, oh, she's talking about Coca-Cola. I thought she was from some country bumpkin school that didn't have Coca-Cola. But you know what? Also, (laughs) I'm from Oklahoma, by the way, so I can say that. But um, they didn't get it either. And so I think that's what helps. They they thought she was talking about Coca-Cola. They thought when she... She said, did she say herb or something like Herbal, that? They thought she was talking yeah. about tea. Yeah. So, you know. It's so good. They had sort of a good perspective on drug use, I thought, for this movie. Because it was like, they Sharon Dion both said, like, it's one thing to smoke a little weed at a party, but it's another thing to be high all the time. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a good message. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for 15-year-olds who are acting 35. Right. Yes. <laughs> So we're going to kind of loosely go through this movie. We open where we kind of just enter into this world, into this Beverly Hills world. So it's based off of the Jane Austen um, story, Emma. Um, And we first open with uh, Kids in America. That song is playing. And this movie has so much great music. It's got Kids in America. It's got uh, No Doubt, Just a Girl. Like Mm -hmm. so many... 90s songs it's like so nice and the whole world we we meet all these people it's very 90s there's pagers there's ren and stimpy references beavis and butthead there's mentos commercials Uh, it's uh, the beginning of all of our obsession with jeeps nobody uh, really wants to buy one but everyone wants to own one and ride in one did you want one after this movie yes i feel like everyone wanted. i was nine of course i wanted one (laughs) it was very barbie yeah yeah i also really wanted a pager Okay. This movie, like I and my brother had a pager at one point. Do you remember on page? This is such an aside, but do you remember on pagers how you can like do a nine one one page? Yeah, to say it call was, me back immediately. Yeah, it was uh-huh. like anytime we paged my brother, I, he would be like out with his friends or something, and it would always be nine one one, like like Gary, <laughs> like pick up the pizza from the store or something. <laughs> like always a nine. He has to run and find a payphone <laughs> instead of merchants. <laughs> <laughs> So we open, one of the first things we see is that computerized fashion thing, which all girls and gays wanted that, Mm -hmm. right? We all wanted to be able to touch a screen and pick out our outfit for the day. And have your app, this app that was way ahead of its time, tell you when your clothes don't match. That's not fashionable. (laughs) I know. Could you imagine? I need that now. I told you when you got here, I'm like, I'm in workout clothes. I apologize. (laughs) No, I wasn't pointing to you, though. (laughs) You were pointing to me. No, I wasn't. No, I was not. I'm talking about the outfit. That's not fashion. It said that. It's like, that doesn't match. (laughs) No, it was so good. And everyone wanted that. And all of the fashion in this movie, it's so 90s. I sort of think a lot of these are coming back. Um, do you have a favorite fashion moment from the movie? It's the yellow plaid suit that yeah. she's wearing in yeah. the beginning when she's driving to school the first day. Yeah. That's my favorite. And mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier we were talking, uh, you love that Dion said, or Cher told Dion that she takes so many fashion chances. She, or, or yeah, she, she said that. something like she, um, 
I, what did she say? I wonder if I wrote it down, but she said something about like she, Dion, what she likes about Dion is she takes risky fashion choices. And I was like, uh, y'all, you were literally wearing the exact same outfit. They were wearing the exact same outfit in different colors. Uh, right? Yes, I mean, yes. Um, I love the the Calvin Klein dress. That was my favorite. I was going to say, that's yeah. probably one of the best quotes. What What is that? A dress, daddy? Says who? Calvin Klein. They're so dumb. It's amazing. It is amazing. But don't you think that Alicia Silverstone was so good in this role? And I feel like she should have been a bigger star after this. I agree. This, right? mm-hmm. And there's some quality about her where she is playing so stupid, but she's still so likable. She's so likable. I feel like it's such a hard thing to pull off, that, and she does it so beautifully, where she's like stunningly beautiful, but she's also so stupid in this movie. And and so lovable. She's so innocent. That's what right. she is. She's so innocent, and she's so kind. Um, she's a little controlling. Yeah. But yeah, she's yeah. sweet. And there's smart things about her. She's just naive. Yeah. I don't so, know, but I like her. I yeah. Me too. I know. I mean, I like all these people. And we meet them all sort of in the intro. We well, see... now I don't like all of those people. But... Oh, right, right. Who, do, who don't you like? <laughs> well, Dion. Dion's a mouse. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later. It's okay. We could talk about that. <laughs> Dion's a mess. Um, but uh, in the beginning, we I, one of my favorite little uh, qualities about this movie is in that classroom scene where it's like we have, we're, we're setting this world up and we have the people with the nose bandages, which totally went over my head mm-hmm. as a because they just had their rhinoplasty. Which I refuse to believe is ever real life. It was this caricature of what yeah. you're supposed to think Beverly Hills, public school Beverly Hills kids, which is not, I mean, I'm not saying that that's like a womp womp, but like what they look like. Right. Everyone is constantly dressed like it's a runway and they get their noses done at 14 and 15. And I just, I know what they dress like that. normal kids. Yeah. You also mentioned before we started recording that Travis, he's walking around the skateboard and you remember people who weren't skateboarding. Yeah. So it was such a 90s thing. Yeah. Such yeah. A 90s thing. And the low, ba- the baggy jeans. Was mm-hmm. so 90s. Murray's jeans were ridiculous. Yeah. Everything about Murray was ridiculous and I love him. <laughs> I love Murray too. I know that scene where they're at the party. I know we're jumping around a lot but that scene where they're at the party and uh murray's getting his hair cut and he freaks out it's <laughs> right. so good you care what he thinks murray i'm the one that has to look at you that was a big mistake what am i gonna do with you now and right before the yearbook pictures what am i gonna tell my grandchildren right. you know what okay that's it that's it you wanna play games you wanna play games i'm calling your I'm, mother i'm calling hold up no 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 wait don't call my mom don't call chill mom. chill chill come on man. chill come on uh, so then we, uh, right off the bat, we have that Cher's uh, Haitian speech. You know, she's giving that speech to the class where... Oh, yes. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? She's and making it, it up as she goes. She's making it up as she goes, and she's got the gum in her hand. Okay. Like right now, for example, the Haitians need to come to America. But some people are all, what about the strain on our resources? But it's like, when I had this garden party for my father's birthday, right... I said RSVP because it was a sit-down dinner. But people came that, like, did not RSVP. So I was, like, totally bugging. I had to haul ass to the kitchen, redistribute the food, squish in extra place settings. But by the end of the day, it was like, the more, the merrier. And so, if the government could just get to the kitchen, rearrange some things, we could certainly party with the Hadians. And in conclusion, may I please remind you that it does not say RSVP on the Statue of Liberty. 
That whole scene, that whole speech is so good. And right off the bat, we hear this sort of new language that I don't think we'd seen on screen before. And I, Amy Heckerling, the director, she said she actually went to Beverly Hills School and studied the language a bit. And they're using terms like as if and whatever. And it's like those things really? came a part of our lexicon. I know. I thought they made that up. No, well, I mean, and I'm not sure how true this is, but I had read as I was doing some research, she said she went and sat at the schools and heard like what the kids were saying. Um, and so a lot of those terms, like, I'm Audi, totally bugging. Whatever. And then the W with your hands. Whatever. The W with your hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like that. All of the language in this movie, it became part of our own lexicon. Whatever, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I grew up in Ohio and I remember watching this movie and thinking like, what is going on in this classroom? And it almost became like a wish fulfillment movie for me because I thought, I want to go to that kind of high school. This kind of free thinking, free moving, open learning environment. Right. Yeah. So uh, early on, we one of the things that the movie sort of hinges on is this uh, idea that Cher can debate anything and that she can get her way. Which reminds me, where's your report card? It's not ready yet. What do you mean it's not ready yet? Well, some teachers were trying to lowball me, Daddy. And I know how you say never accept a first offer, so I figure these grades are just a jumping off point to start negotiations. Very good. So she gets a C in debate class, and she's trying to raise that up. You know, she wants to, and she does early on in the beginning, she does get that grade raised, and it shows that Cher knows how to manipulate and knows how to get mm-hmm. her way. And that's like, I, I think the main sort of quality about her and what this movie hinges on because it's like ultimately during the climax of the film, she's not getting her way. And that's like the, you know, the turning point for her. She's been kind of faking it right. the whole for, at least for the first be the first half right. of the movie and faking even her own happiness and what she's content with because she's able to manipulate everything. She's manipulating herself. Poor right. thing. We also get introduced to Josh, which is sort of her. She's sort of related. Do you think <laughs> Do you think it's creepy? Okay, right. So I ju- you just reminded me. I said that there was only one part. The cool thing about this movie is that I think that um, generally all of it, it can live up to today. So many, we've gotten so much better at acknowledging all different human beings and the respect that they deserve to have. Right. So a lot of movies from that time period and a little bit before, they're not watchable right now. Right. This is super watchable. There's one part when they discuss Christian, and I guess we'll get to that later, but also the other part is the fact that her college age former stepbrother right. ends up hooking up with her the 15 was she 16 at the time yeah did she uh, had well, she, she had a birthday 16 yeah i don't know we, we didn't see the birthday teenage but, yeah. former stepsister that is yeah. not okay yeah okay and they sort of justified it by saying like oh they were just married for a second and but it was still felt a little icky right like yeah even and he was too old for her anyway yeah when you you're 15 i, I think you forget right. they were so grown up she was driving before she had her license and there's so much money flying around but they were children Right, right. And he was 19-ish. He was a grown 20. man. He should not be... By the way, though, Paul Rudd, who played Josh, he hasn't aged much at all. <laughs> and he wasn't as goofy of a character as he has played in other movies. Do you know? Right, like, right. Yeah, yeah so he's that sort was of cool. playing like the suave guy. Yeah. yeah. He was cute. I didn't think he was cute when I was a kid. And rewatching, I'm like, oh, he's he's like very handsome. Yeah, I thought he was cute yeah. when I was a kid. Like a cool, like cute guy. I, I also thought it was positive. so sweet that they ended up together and I was lost. Yeah. Nine-year-old Brooke was lost. Yeah. <laughs> Cher also referred to Josh as Cato, like in <laughs> meaning like the uh you know, in terms of the OJ trial. And I was like, that totally went over my head. Yeah. Like the more of the language that just completely went over my head. 
Uh, one of the things that struck me in this movie is that shopping is such a big deal. Like, they go to the mall a lot. Mm-hmm. And I wondered, like, do kids... Kids don't shop anymore, right? Like, they shop online. They shop online. They go to, like, boutiques and stuff. Do people do go to the mall, though? They but were I going to the mall a lot. That was a kid thing, though. I, I hope kids still do that. I do, too. I remember, like, hanging out at the mall like Getting dropped off like, and going to right. the mall, yeah. It was so fun. That was such a fun thing. Also, how they talk about the valley is hilarious. <gasps> and it's so funny. Also, when her dad was like... Where are you? I'm just having a snack with my girlfriend. Where? In Kuwait? Is that in the valley? Cher, I expect you to walk in the store in 20 minutes. Well, um, it might take longer than that, Dad. Everywhere in L.A. takes 20 minutes. People still say that. Stop lying. I know. <laughs> 20 minutes. Right. No. Also, there's that. It's right after that. They're at the Valley Party and they're trying to leave and they're trying to organize their rides. And they're just talking about all the L.A. streets. And it's like, that's such an L.A. thing of like, yes. we're going to. They're talking about what streets they, they're like, no, I'm above Olympic. So you come here. It's like yeah. a couple minutes of them just discussing street names, which is like that SNL sketch, the California. Oh, that's right. Yes. So two of uh, Cher's big projects in the movie are setting up Miss Geist and Mr. Hall mm-hmm. and then also making over Ty. So Ty played by Brittany Murphy. She comes into the school and she sort of becomes Cher's project. She's going to make her over. They do have a big makeover scene. Uh, Brittany Murphy was also so good in this. Is this our introduction to all three of them? You know, Alicia Silverstone was in sort of the Aerosmith music videos. Like she was, okay. do you remember those? No. She did like three Aerosmith music videos. And I remember that being like really big. It was like a, a kind of a big deal for music lover, but it was also like not on a large scale. It was music videos. But okay. I do remember her getting a lot of... Like kind of press for that okay. or whatever. But then this was sort of her breakout role. It was definitely Brittany Murphy's breakout role. And Brittany Murphy too. And I don't think... Was it Stacey Dash? I, I don't know if Stacey Dash was in much of anything before. I don't know either. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Brittany Murphy completely stole the movie. Now that right. I look at it as an adult, as a kid, it was all about Cher. A little bit of Dion too, because I'm black and it was cool to like finally, you know, see someone who looked like you a bit in a movie that you liked um, about teens and... Yeah. Brittany Murphy was adorable. Yeah, she's so good. I mean, her comedic timing is is flawless. It was perfect. She was so lost. They were all lost yeah. in way different ways. Yes, yes. No, I love that how you put that. They're yes. all lost in totally different ways. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. And even that, that makeover scene, I feel like every chick flick, every rom-com, every teen movie, we need a makeover scene. Yes. I love a make. I just saw that movie, Crazy Rich Asians. Uh-huh. I haven't seen it yet. Oh my God, it's so good. But they have a great makeover scene in there. Every, I, I just need these movies to have a makeover scene. That scene where the red hair dye is the rinse or whatever that she had, I don't know. I don't know if they were re-dyeing her hair, if they were rinsing out rinsing excess out. that she had had put in there, but that red dripping down the bathtub, and that I'll never forget uh. that. I remember thinking, that was such a good shot that... I didn't know I needed. Yeah. And then when she flipped her hair back and their faces the whole time, that tells another story, tells the whole story. But Cher is so like, okay. And Dion does not want to be there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So they set up Ty with Elton. Mm -hmm. Oh, these names. These names are so good. They're so good. I mean, they're all like the Cher, the Dion. Cher had that line in the movie early on where she says, Dion and I were both named after great singers of the past who now do infomercials. So good. So Ty's actually really into Travis, but uh, they try to set her up with Elton. And Elton likes Cher. And so Cher's trying to make this happen between Elton and Ty. They go to that valley party, which we talked a little bit about. Right. I don't think Elton likes anybody. I think Elton is a creep. Right. 
He likes himself. He likes himself. Yeah, he likes yes, himself. and Cher is his latest target. Yeah. In the Valley Party, they have that moment where they're playing suck and blow. Yes. Which also was another thing, which back in the day, Definitely I was tried like, that. I, yeah, I remember, yeah. Mm-hmm. don't you remember like getting, when I became like a teenager, sleepover or something? Like, we yeah. had to play suck mm-hmm. and blow. The boys come over like just for a couple hours before, and I remember that. Yeah. I'm like, ew. Yeah, I know it's sort of a weird. It's so weird. Weird. Did they, I wonder if they made that up or if they? I don't know, I wonder, but we all did it. We all. Did we also it. all did the whole roll in with the, the homie. homie. You ready to go back out there? Yeah. All right, Sherry, can you do this? Rolling with the homie. Rolling with the homie. Yeah, let's do it. You ready? So much of this movie <laughs> really became a part of the pop culture sort of landscape, and it only grows fifty six million dollars, which is like a. A small amount. Oh, wow. Like, it's not... For it to have kind huge. of changed the way we moved so much. It's less about quotables and more about the words that they use. Not just quotes, but just it became a part of our everyday conversation. Right. Uh, so, as they're playing the second blow, Elton sort of drops it and kisses Cher. Mm-hmm. And then, also, uh, I we talked about that Dion and Murray fight at the Valley Party, which is just so amazing. When Murray's cutting his hair, and Dion walks in, and yeah. she's so... <laughs> what are our grandkids going to think? Also, I, lo- I love at this party when Ty gets hit with a shoe, and she gets knocked unconscious. <laughs> It's so Ty gets a lot of physical comedy in this movie. Like, it's like she did. There's that other party where she falls down the stairs. Do you remember that? It's like she gets a lot of physical comedy, and she nails it all. She nails it all. But also, even me, nine year old Brooke, didn't catch Elton's over the top hints no. until he tried to kiss her in the car. Yeah, that's it. It didn't catch the. Uh, overt makeout during suck and blow. I didn't catch how he was refusing to take Ty home. Right, right. And what a creeper! What a creep! What a creeper. Yes, he really wanted share. Yeah, he tries to hit on her in the car, like as they're driving, and she gets out. And she's like, "No, I'm not having it." Mm-hmm. And then she gets held up at gunpoint. Do but you- it's an liar. <laughs> <laughs> it's an liar. Oh, so good. get down on the ground, face down. Come on. Oh no, you don't understand. This is an liar. And a what a? It's like a totally important designer. And I will totally shoot you in the head. Uh, you know? Uh, do you watch Sex and the City? Have you seen Sex? Yes. You, so what? you know that scene. Kind of question oh, I know. is that? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to. I would. I would have said that's a wrap on Brooke if right. you never saw it. But <laughs> there is that scene in Sex and the City when she gets held up and he wants her shoes. Do you remember uh-huh. that? And I feel like that was so based on this clueless. Oh, that makes so. This also was another thing that nine-year-old Brooke wouldn't have gotten. Like how devastating it was that she lost an Aliyah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> also, I thought about if they remade this movie now, like, they wouldn't have had that scene because they would have all just called Ubers. You know... Right? I don't know. You think they would have driven? I think they would have driven, yeah. And, Some you know of what? And kids like to drive. Maybe you're right. And when you have a really nice car, you like to drive. That's true. I've never mm-hmm. had that, so I don't know. Right. Especially <laughs> at 16. Right. <laughs> I had to, like, share my parents' car, and I, they, I was lucky if I'd get it. Yeah, I didn't have a car until college. And cell phones, too. I remember they all had cell phones in school. And my mom would let me take her cell phone sometimes, like, if I was going somewhere far or something. She's like, you could borrow it. (laughs) They all had pagers and cell phones, which was really confusing, because why not just call the cell phone? Right, right. So then Josh actually picks her up from her being held at gunpoint, Cher being held at gunpoint. uh, And they have that cute little scene in the car. Mm Mm-hmm. And then uh, we cut to the scene at the diner where Cher, Dion, and Ty are sitting around. And it's revealed that Cher and Dion are both virgins. Mm-hmm. 
And I felt, in the same way that I felt like they presented drug use in sort of a positive way, I felt like they presented sex in a positive way, too. Right. It wasn't like they were just looking to get laid. You know, Cher says she was waiting for the right guy. And even Dion says... I thought that, like, you and Murray no. were... My man is satisfied. He's got no cause for complaints. But technically, I am a virgin. You know what I mean. I thought that was, like, a good... You know, for a movie for teenagers, it's... it's that was good. good. Even when... Uh, Ty has that infamous line, you're a virgin who can't drive. Why am I even listening to you to begin with? You're a virgin who can't drive. Oh, that was way harsh, Ty. It's like, I didn't really understand. I mean, I sort of got that, but I didn't get it. I I don't think I did either. Uh, You know, when Christian shows up, Cher makes it her mission to sleep with him. She Mm -hmm. sees this guy and she's like, I'm going to get that guy. And of course, he's gay. (laughs) Right. Do you remember in the car, she's in the car with Dion and Murray and she's like, I almost slept with him. And essentially they're like, no, you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) That car scene. I mean, we're skipping ahead. That's my favorite scene in the whole movie. That one? Yeah. When they're driving and and when Dion's trying to learn how to drive. She gets on the freeway. What the hell? Yeah, you're getting on the freeway. What? No, turn right. Get out of the lane. No, no, no. Okay, get the procedure. Just get out of the lane. Dion's virginity went from technical to non-existent. I think it is the, the funniest scene. Best scene in the movie, for it's sure. so, so funny. Uh, so, in terms of Christian, I remember when Cher makes it her mission, one of the things that I love is, like, all of these things that she decides a girl has to do to get the man. She says, you know, bring attention to your mouth, send yourself flowers and chocolate. Do. I sent myself love letters and flowers and candy. Just so he'd see how desired I was, in case he didn't already know. Anything you can do to draw attention to your mouth is good. Also, sometimes you have to show a little skin. This reminds guys of being naked, and then they think of sex. (laughs) Even when she eventually has him over, she's like, you should always have something baking. And then she puts the... The log of cookie dough on the, oh, in the oven. Oh, we talked about that that driving scene where Dion's learning to drive, and uh, Murray's license plate was my joint, and I just never noticed that before. <laughs> like a little, a little thing. And like I said, my favorite scene in the whole movie. And so Cher gives up trying to go after Christian. She decides not to. Her and Josh start bonding more and more as the movie goes so on. So inappropriate. Yeah, and then there's a scene at the mall where. Uh, Ty, Christian, and Cher are shopping, and Ty almost dies. And Christian comes in and saves her. 
and it causes this ripple effect where then Ty gets really big-headed. So she's already sort of getting more popular at the school. She Mm -hmm. had this makeover. And now everyone is so into the fact that she almost died, which... You know, we know she, I mean, she, she it was, actually, it was sort of scary. Like, those guys were dipping her over the ledge yeah. at the mall. Um, but she gets so big-headed, and it's interesting. It causes Cher to be jealous, but at the same time, it's like you do, as an audience, you get sort of annoyed with Ty, right? Because she's For getting sure. big-headed. That's what, it's what happens with the main character. Some shows and movies just do it really well. They can do no wrong. Cher kind of forced this life on Ty and put, pushed her through this kind of uncomfort. And I think that was Ty's way of coping and dealing with this kind of shell shock, you know, experience. Right. And then Cher in the midst of it realizes that, oh, maybe I'm not as happy as I've been telling myself every day. Oh my gosh. Right. Cher hits an all time low. She does. And then we're sad because we are taught to love Cher. <laughs> we love to Cher. To the we end. Yes. <laughs> Ty, even at one point she says, oh, should I hook up with Josh? And that is like, you know, a, a final blow along with her not getting her license. Cher doesn't pass her driving yes. test. Which as a 16 year old, that's probably the most devastating thing that could happen. It is. It was the safest thing that could happen for the city of Los Angeles. So. <laughs> All of her driving. There's a scene where, though, that always bugs me when I rewatch it is Cher's driving, and you know, when she knocks off her rear, her side view mirror. <laughs> yes. Oh, should I write them a note? I like the part where um, she hits the fire hydrant in the neighborhood. <laughs> it's just like, whoa. <laughs> it's so good. All of her driving is so good. And I'm that driver now. Like, I can't drive. <laughs> at all like i tried to fight it for a while are you a good driver yeah i'm terrible and for the longest time people would be like danny's a bad driver and i'd be like stop (laughs) my boyfriend or my mom or whoever anyone would say like danny can't drive and i would try to deny it and now i just embrace it i'm like yeah you're like you know actually you're right i'm terrible it's not my thing and i don't like it i don't want to drive when people ask me to drive places i'm like you don't want me to that's hilarious um so then Cher hits this low point she goes shopping on her day of drive as all by myself plays and she has this realization she's in love with Josh. Yes. She loves him. And suddenly... Oh, my God. I love Josh. I am majorly, totally, but crazy in love with Josh. But now I don't know how to act around him. I mean, ordinarily, I'd strut around him in my cutest little outfits and send myself flowers and candy, but I couldn't do that stuff with Josh. And of course, we all knew this the whole time. We're like, you sh- you're supposed to end up with Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's sort of learning it for the first time. And I love that All By Myself was playing. Right. It and, makes it so sappy. And-, and there's that moment by the fountain. Yes. yes. I think there's a really great Clueless tour in L.A. to be done. Like, to see all of these L.A. Clueless sites. Like, speaking of Sex in the City, you know they do that in New York, where they go to all the Sex in the City spots. I feel like we could do that in L.A. with a yeah. Clueless. That's true. We could also do tour. that with Insecure. Do you watch Insecure? Yeah. That It's like it really kind of shown me Los Angeles in right. a way that um, I wouldn't have, you know, totally experienced. You know, this, cool. this is a side note, but I'm trying to save up all of this current season of Insecure so I could watch them all at once, but uh-huh. it's already so difficult. That's what somebody <laughs> else was saying at work yesterday, that they like to save it up and watch it all the mm-hmm. way. But I like to be a part of the conversation that happens every week. Right. That's like a really right. fun part of watching that show. Right. I don't think I'm going to continue doing it, but I'm trying. Because I feel like I always get mad. There's such 
short episodes. I just want so much more. Yeah. There's so, so much to talk about, though. There is. Uh, yeah. To break it down, though, afterwards. So then everyone sort of makes up. Cher ends up with Josh. Mrs. Geist and Mr. Hall get married. And we end with their wedding. Mm-hmm. And it's like a it's a beautiful wedding. Everyone's made up. And Cher and Josh share a kiss. It's like their first, their first kiss. But this is not why I, you know, I come here. This is a good learning experience for me. I already said that. Mel, I, I want to help out Mel. Uh, he's the only one who cares about me. That's not true. He's not? No. Are you saying you care about me? Josh. It was so sweet when I was nine. It is so creepy now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sweet and then that that moment where they kind of trick us for a second and um you know they've gotten together and then it heads to a wedding scene and you're like wait yeah, what is it there is, I know, it's no. a fake out yeah it's a fake out there was a lot of movies around this time do you remember cruel intentions did that sort of stepbrother sibling love yeah they also did everything was bad in cruel intentions so <laughs> that was yeah every, that was that was the that was the purpose of that you were supposed to think hey all of this is awful <laughs> and clueless you were supposed to think this is sweet <laughs> So we talked about Alicia Silverstone having this likability to her. And Mm -hmm. after the movie came out, she signed a $10 million deal with TriStar. She had a few movies that came out. She did that movie Blast from the Past um, and Excess Baggage. And then she, she was in Batman and Robin. But none of them really, none of them panned. I like they were all kind of flops. And why do you think Alicia Silverstone never really caught on? I don't. No, yeah. but now doesn't she lives kind of like a different life, right? And I wonder if maybe that was the underlying, like she did this movie that was wildly successful, even though when we look at the numbers, I guess it wasn't yeah. wildly. Yeah. It was kind of like a cult classic, yeah. but um, maybe she didn't want to. Maybe it yeah. wasn't her passion. She seems now passionate about other things. Maybe that was kind of underlying the whole time. Yeah, I, I know she got really into veganism and she's yeah. very outspoken about that. And she's written a couple of vegan, I, I don't know if they're cookbooks, but vegan books. But she was just so likable, so stunningly beautiful. And she's on that show American Woman on the Paramount Network. Work. Um, but I always just thought she should have been bigger. I thought so too. I um, it was a bummer that they didn't use all of the characters in the TV show. Right, the TV show, which uh, it was on I TGIF. Loved the TV I loved show. it all. Yeah, it was on ABC, right? Yeah, yeah. TGIF. It was on uh, TGIF for one season, and then it was on UPN for two seasons. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, but yeah, they recasted everyone except for uh, Amber, Dion, and then the teachers. Yes, Amber, Dion, and the teachers, and and Murray was in the TV show too, right? Am I making that up? What? I don't maybe Murray went on to Scrubs too. What's his name? Donald Faison. Yeah, he's married to Jessica Simpson's best friend, Casey. Right. Oh, they have uh, cute kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and Dion, uh, Stacey Dash, went on to become sort of a political pundit, a very problematic political pundit. Have you mm-hmm. followed any of her? Of course, because um, my normal job, I do hard news. Yeah, Stacey Dash has become. <laughs> I don't, it's not what I wish everyone could see your face. Yeah, I don't know, know how to you. explain yeah. it. At, for, at first, I thought this is in, a, in an effort to sell stuff. It's upsetting. I mean, it's upsetting. Yeah, I've, I've, I've let that go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then uh, Brittany. <laughs> R.I.P. Dion. I've let that <laughs> go. Uh, so, Brittany Murphy, too. She went on to Uptown Girls and Girl Interrupted, Drop Dead Gorgeous, which mm-hmm. she also steals that movie. Did you ever see Drop Dead Gorgeous? Yes. So good. Yeah, I feel like she steals that. Yeah, Brittany Murphy was kind of the only, like, like real like breakout star. Right. And Paul Rudd, that. too. Paul Rudd. I mean, he's. Okay. 
<laughs> but Brittany Murphy was. She was. She became a big star and sadly passed away in 2009. Yeah. Which even like catapulted her stardom, I think, even right. more. Right. I mean, because mm-hmm. she yeah died tragically. And she yeah. was just so talented. And re-watching this movie and a lot of her other performances like Drop Dead Gorgeous, like she, her girl interrupted, she was so good. And it, it really was unfortunate that we lost her. But uh, on another note, <laughs> Amy Heckerling, who she was the director, she also directed Fast Times at Ridgemont High. She directed European Vacation, Look Who's Talking. Um, and it was reported that she's working on a musical version for this film for Broadway. Where do you think... I always say, like, a lot of these movies that we love, these beloved classics, like, they're they're money makers for these studios. And so now we see all of these things being rebooted or or whatever. Where do you see this franchise going? Do you I think- hate musicals. Right. Okay. <laughs> all like, of them? All of them. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, my God. Yeah. So the color great. purple, though, on yeah. Broadway. And yeah. I that, that was, okay, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. But, like, Mamma Mia... Oh my god, you hate Mama Mia. I, like, I, it's not, oh I was trying. <laughs> it's so joyous. I was trying part. that episode, the musical episode of Grey's Anatomy. I tried. Oh, yeah. I tried like twice. Yeah. And what's the movie that almost won? Um, La La Land? Oh my god, I tried. Yeah. I, tr- yeah. I really like yeah. focused and tried. I don't like that. Well, you know what? It's Random okay. breaking out in song. Yeah. It's okay. My boyfriend hates it too. He hates, hates like a musical. Like, and I love a musical. I'm oh, like, I'll I see anything. It. I love the, them breaking out in a song. Not on Grey's Anatomy. I don't need the doctors breaking out in song. Yeah, love, it just doesn't work for me. Oh my God. Mamma Mia. I felt like more joy than ever before when Cher pops in in Mamma Mia too. Well, I just um, like Cher anything. Cher is just amazing. She's the best. I mean, her Twitter her Twitter is, is lit. The, best. Okay. So the way she uses emojis is next level. Yes. <laughs> it's next level. But so where do you see this franchise going? Like, I, they're working on a musical, but we don't know if that's going to happen. Do you think they would remake it, reboot it, sequelize it? Like, do you see a future for this? Clueless had a movie. Mm-hmm. Then they gave the movie out in book version, which happens a lot. Right. But then there were four sequels, three or four, like, you know, next three or four or four book sequels. And then there was a television show. Mm-hmm. I I mean. And even now, they're still merchandising it. Like, right. those, you know, those Funko figure, figures? There's like clueless That's ones. That's right. So, I mean, I it is done. It's dry. And I yeah, loved, I had all yeah. of those things. I know about those things because I had them. I really liked them. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think it's cool. Maybe just like re-release Re-release things. it. I know, yeah. but I, well, that's what I always I I want to. You know, like I want them to just leave it alone. I just feel like they always will, and I always try to think of like, well, what's the best version of what they w- would the best version be a sequel or would the best version be a reboot? If they're not going to leave it alone, like obviously yeah. the preferred method is like just don't touch it. We're also in a different. I think this like post recession world, which is why I think the Entourage movie didn't work. Wait, explain. Because. Think about this. There, we're in a different space now to where watching people flaunt their money isn't mm. as entertaining right. for people. I, I loved Entourage. And I think a lot of people loved Entourage. And then you're in a different space. There, Everyone's wallet's in a different space. And you're like, oh, okay, no. Yeah. No, yeah, thanks. That's so interesting that you say that. I never thought about that in that way. And you're so right. Like, I don't know that we are in the space. Just in, in general, mm-hmm. like, yeah, as a country, I don't know if it would be a hit. Oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, uh, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but 
migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everything iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everything iconic. Right. There's also an oral history I want to just mention. There's a book called As If. It's an oral history of the movie Clueless. So if you're interested and you enjoyed this, I encourage everyone to go read it. It's really great. And it's, uh, they interview sort of all the people involved um, in this. So you mentioned your what was your favorite fashion moment? It was the the, the plaid. yellow plaid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love I love the red dress. Also, I didn't mention this, but the red dress that Amber wears later in the film. So Cher wears it once. Oh, with the bow. With the bow. Uh-huh. Cher wears it at first, and then Amber's later seen at the party. But I love yeah, that dress. Yeah, Cher wore it during school. Right. And then Amber wore it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just love that. And, and then, of course, the Calvin. Oh, so Amber's... Pippi Longstocking ponytails. Oh my How God. did we let that fly? <laughs> Some of Amber, a lot of Amber's looks Amber's are very weird. Wild, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. like they're wild. Like that, the Pippi Longstockings when they're at the in the gym. Or, <laughs> yes. So we talked about the film holding up, and a lot of it went over my head as a kid. And I rewatching it back, I wondered like why it still feels fresh enough to me. Like it didn't. There's so many '90s references and mm-hmm. so many dated pop culture things, but it still. It doesn't. It still holds up. I think it was just kind of this goofy movie about yeah. kids who are just like you. Yeah, you know that's a story that we can always watch. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna head to a commercial break really quick, and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk a little bit about you and some of the stuff you have going on. Okay. So, no. for, is there anything else about the movie that we didn't talk about that you that we you feel like we maybe missed? Um, I mean, there's just so many things, so many iconic lines. There's so many wonderful fashions, great music. I love her dad, played by Dan. He's so mean, so mean, <laughs> so funny, so mean, and so funny. But he loves her so much. That line when he says he's impressed that she raised her grade. You mean to tell me that you argued your way from a C plus to an A minus? 
totally based on my powers of persuasion. You proud? Honey, I couldn't be happier than if they were based on real grades. So tell me about you. Uh, tell me about your social media. Anything you want to plug? Yes. Yeah, so my social media, it's Brooke on air. Brooke with an E. Because there's an E at the end of my name. And on air, because I'm on air, you get it. Yes. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> No, that's all my socials. Like, um... My Instagram and Twitter. Oh, my YouTube page. Yeah, yeah. that I just started. Like, I mean, I didn't just start it. Maybe almost a year ago at this point. It's a slow process, but it's fun. But I want to have a little less fun with than it. A year is, yeah, yeah. new. No. It's Brooke on Air on YouTube. So everyone, go follow you on YouTube, on yes. Instagram, on Twitter, everywhere. Um, and then also uh, find me on social media. I'm at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram, and on Facebook. It's there's an everything iconic Facebook group. Um, also, if you want to support this podcast, please head on over to our Patreon. That's Patreon.com/slash Everything Iconic. And for four dollars or more per month, you get access to all of our bonus episodes, and you're also helping to support this podcast. So it helps us make it. Awesome. Um, I want to thank Samson Technologies, our sponsors. Uh, go to SamsonTech.com for information about them. I want to thank Whitney for producing this um brooke you are so lovely and i'm oh, just i'm so grateful that you came over to talk about clueless because i had the best time and you just you suggested watching clueless and i was so excited to dig back in because i do love it but i hadn't watched it in a while and it just brought back so many memories and i Yay, loved it so fun thank you so thank you and so hopefully next time we're at a casting together they will hire us both. right hopefully <laughs> so uh-huh. but what a good experience right, to, right. you know end up with a bunch of friends after i would have rather ended up with the job the and sure. the friends sure but <laughs> <laughs> It is what it is. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. I love you so much. Thank you. Bye. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic. A North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.